Hello and welcome to the 19th episode of the NL Feast podcast. My name is Sam Clark and with me as always, the Paul Thomas Anderson to my Daniel Day Lewis, Brandon Gross. Hey, that's a night. I like that one. Uh, what do you think their relationship's like? Do you think that he, obviously because uh, uh, Daniel Day Lewis is obviously always in character. That's his shtick. You know, mm-hmm. everyone knows about that. So mm-hmm. it's like, does that mean that uh, I never really show you my true feelings? <laughs> I don't know, Brandon. That's a question for you, not I'm putting me. on a face. I'm putting on a character for you. Is that what Wait, that no, means? wait, wait. I said the da- the Paul Thomas. Wait. I'm Daniel Day-Lewis. Don't, don't, don't get this Oh, to up. my Daniel. Okay, yeah, I understand. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, Brandon. so I'm just directing like Heim videos on Ventura <laughs> yeah. Boulevard now. Yeah, where like some of our friends are doing dances in the middle of a dive bar <laughs> in the valley. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what that means. Also, I don't think that this, that now that I'm talking out loud and thinking about it, I was truly just looking around for some sort of inspiration and I saw uh, There Will Be Blood poster and I was like, all right, let's go with that. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know what the relationship's like. That's a great question though. So like if if an if a actor is in character and they're like staying in character throughout the entire filming process, do you really even know them, Brandon? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, well, you always hear interviews are like, it's funny. I actually met them for the first time when we were doing press. <laughs> you know, you always hear those stories. Should, uh, should you uh, should you be like Jared Leto and just putting like bodily fluids in envelopes and mailing it to co- co-stars? <laughs> <laughs> that man's a maniac. And, Do you know that Jared Leto like has a literal cult? He has a thing that he refers to as his own cult and is just very open not, about it. Not only do do I know that, I was actually speaking with a friend recently oh um, who works at like a, a, a landscaping place and okay. uh and uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. But uh, I going? guess he worked with a he worked with like they do like fancy homes landscaping, whatever. Oh, okay. Like a lot okay. of celebrities landscaping, like, like their their giant yards. Yeah, yeah. So um Apparently, he had a coworker that was like also like sort of Jared Leto's assistant in the cult. Whoa! And like like co cult leader. Yeah, so I guess she worked at the landscaping place, but she also was like, "Hey, I kind of do on the side, like Jared Leto's <laughs> assistant uh, in the cult." But she wouldn't call it a cult. Like, and eventually, when they when they got comfortable enough, or when when my friend got comfortable enough with her. He said, he was like, what's the deal with that? Is that a cult? And then she's like, no, it's just very spiritual and we do meditations. Wow, and it's like, okay. okay, yeah, it's a cult. I think, so, he, I think he himself has referred to it as a cult, right? You can't walk it back if you're I the I think assistant. so. So well, I remember, remember, like he was in the desert doing ayahuasca or something with his cult, <laughs> yeah, like okay. during the pandemic. And when he came out, he was like, yeah, I just I found out that there was a pandemic after. Oh my God, that's doing right. silent a uh, silent meditation for two weeks. Or I something. forgot about that. He just went to this island and then came back, and there was an entire pandemic that had happened. What a weird experience that would be. But also, that doesn't even make any sense because we all heard about COVID before. So it's like, that's true. That's true. So it's a little like okay, I guess it's like, oh, it got kind of bad. I guess that I guess it's surprising. I'm I not trying it... to downplay the Leto experience here. <laughs> I listen. I don't think Jared Leto is going to listen to this podcast and feel like we're defaming his name. So I think we're pretty. Dude, good. I keep sending it to him, and he's like, "I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen." <laughs> I'm like, "You're never going to listen." It's like he, he says he's going to read my script, and he won't do it. That's like me with all of Brave's Twitter yesterday. I don't know if you saw this. Oh yeah, so you're starting feuds with, and also today with a Mets person too. You're 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 ruffling feathers a little no, bit. No, I'm not ruffling feathers, Brandon. I also was just like, I come in peace. The tweet said, "I come in peace," and I got uh, quote tweeted, and somebody was like, "Who told you this was a good idea?" And I was like, "Listen, I never said it was a good idea. I'm just trying to have more than 35 listeners to our podcast every week. Please give me a break." We're just trying to promote the brand, all right? So calm down, Braves Twitter. 
I'm so I'm starting to think. Yeah, honestly, Braves Twitter, take a chill pill, okay? We are of no threat to you. The Marlins are just of no threat to anybody for the rest of the season. Just don't even worry about it. Our, the starting catcher for the Marlins today has like a .040 batting average. I don't know if you saw that. The Alex Jackson guy, the catcher we hey. got. Hey, it's not zero zero zero. I'm an optimist. <laughs> hey, I appreciate that because we both know both of us would be batting like straight zeros, OBP zeros, <laughs> OPS zeros across the board. Yeah, what's funny is you know there's someone at the Marlins game now that's like, oh, Marlins fan. I'm trying to think what Marlins fan uh, 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 the voices we came up with last week. Oh, it's like, it's like, oh, ah, Marlins. And you know someone sitting in the front <laughs> row like, Alex Jackson's batting zero forty. Yeah, I could bat that. You know? Hey, let me get a shot at it, okay? I could be fine out there. I could be good. I could be good. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. he's also like a little New York is what I've learned. Oh, yeah. I guess <laughs> that's, that's sound- true. I mean, that's that, what that it sounds up. like. That ends up for South Florida, though. All of South Florida. I think it was more troll, New- though. It was more like, was I'm under the bridge. Oh, my know. God. It was like Danny DeVito in the Batman movies. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's exactly who Marlin. That's Marlin's Twitter. As a Marlin's fan, I'm really just like uh, throwing mud on our own name. I, what am I doing right now? This is awful. Honestly, though, I'll say it. Some of Marlin's Twitter deserves to have a little mud thrown on their name. So some we're some ill-behaved people on Marlin's Twitter. Collectively, Marlin's Twitter is Danny DeVito in in the Batman <laughs> movies. If you add, if you transformed everyone, it would just be Into Danny. one person. I feel like it's more, which like, is funny because he's a fish. That whoa, fish. or eats fish. Oh, is a penguin a fish? Uh, Penguins a bird, Brandon. No, penguins a fish. Uh, okay, I will. Bet uh, no, it's a bird. It's a bird. <laughs> okay, I was like, <laughs> I it doesn't make any sense. Very rarely am I right, but I know that I'm right that penguins are birds. Brandon, what's going on with you though? What have you been up to this week? What are you? I'm <laughs> looking up if Googling. a penguin's. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's famously like one of two birds that can't fly. It's the penguin and the ostrich. Everybody knows this, Brandon. What are you doing? Okay, is a penguin a fish? Uh, penguins <laughs> are... F- Wait, what? No. Hold on a sec. Uh, penguin species are found across the southern hemisphere. Okay, smart. Penguins Listen. only live in cold places. Penguins are fish, mammals, or amphibians because they live in water on land or both? What? Fish, mammals, and amphibians? They're all of them? Okay, what? That Brandon, right. what, are, what website are you on? Just, uh, you typed in <laughs> our penguins fish Reddit, and this came up, and it's not... On, I'm on 4chan. <laughs> um, no, 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 I'm not. That's um, your homepage, though, so I don't think Okay, <laughs> this is... this is that You know that question site that comes up when you ask dumb questions on Google? Ask Jeeves? <laughs> not Ask Jeeves. Quora. You know oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What does... Okay, no, that's not it. I just sort of... Uh, this is like, I've done this what so many times they... on, the, on the podcast. It's normally me being like, is this a thing? And then on Google, silent, like having no ability to All talk. Right. And... You know what? I'll find out <laughs> later. We'll, we'll circle back. I'm sure people will be yelling at us on Twitter, but penguins may be fish. We penguins don't know. may be fish. Also, please, if you think you know what it is, email us at nlfeastpod at gmail.com. Because once again, spoiler alert, we have zero emails in the inbox this week, Brandon. <laughs> who would waste their time to email us and be like, penguins are fish? Listen, we don't know who's, we don't know who's trolling the the NL Feast True. Twitter account. I Brandon, I did have my first kind of viral meme, though, on NL Feast Twitter account. Did you see this? Just tooting your own horn. Huh? Tooting my own horn. I mean, listen, <laughs> when you body the Mets, everybody can get around that. Am I right? All right. What are we talking about today? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not done doing my classic question, Brandon, on the podcast. How was your week? What have you been doing? <laughs> uh, my week has been fine. You know, I've been, uh, I went to uh, a record store uh, and I got some records. Okay, nice. Like a record player. Nice. Found a great one right next to the place that you and I used to get the haircut in Burbank. 
Okay. Um, yes. Oh, yes. We our boy also a Mets fan. Weirdly enough, we have our barber's a Mets fan. Shout out to Andy at Boathouse Barbers in in Pasadena. Great haircut if you're in LA. Anyway, he's in, wait, he's in Pasadena now. He's in Pasadena. His own store now. Um, Andy, look at him. He had the big time. Good for Andy. Although I think he mentioned he was like, you have a podcast now because I'm connected with him on on on, Inst- on Instagram. Oh my god, yes. And he's like with Sam because he knows Sam. And I'm like, yeah. And he didn't even offer to be like i'm gonna listen like he just didn't even even do the nice thing to be like oh check it out he was just like and he's a mets fan he just was like cool glad 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 to hear it he was good good, though because when i was moving to new york he had previously lived in brooklyn for like a decade and put up with all of my just dumb questions about how anything worked in the in the general brooklyn areas honestly shouts out to andy the barber where's the best pizza andy (laughs) is it true they sell peanuts at baseball games On a subway. Where do I go? <laughs> we turn into John Mulaney's impression of a small child whenever we ask him any Oh, my God. It is that. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, listen. We have like five impressions total that we've done across all of our episodes. So we had to go back to the well. Listen, there's only a, there's only a couple options for us. So, But wait. Well, so- I don't, I don't want to jump the gun, but I've been thinking about doing one all week leading up to today. whoa okay brandon's strength famously impressions my strength not impressions i don't know what it is but it's not impressions it's baseball related though but we'll get to it okay all right we'll get to it so your week was good it sounds like wait what was the andy story Why are oh you yeah about the andy? record store is near his old barbershop that's oh, all. it's okay. a it's atomic records great record store. oh yes yes i'm familiar um, with it that little yeah. that whole little strip on burbank on is that empire boulevard no that's not that's burbank boulevard wow you just go to new york and you just forget all about <laughs> us here <laughs> that's a fun strip that had my favorite bar in all of los angeles famously the snug you remember the snug do i remember it's the snug dolph- we used to go to the snug all the time it was a, it was a classic windowless bar and it's like you walked <laughs> in there and you're like and it was like welcome to kentucky you know it just like was not burbank or la at all and i loved it it was also great. just like any los angeles bars that that have no windows and no outside areas like what are you doing <laughs> take advantage of the environment my friend also though shout out to the dolphins was the dolphins bar of of uh at least the valley was like the bar to go happen to. i have no clue but did i ever tell you the story about my uh my snafu the snug no i went there for like my going oh la leave i'm leaving town party i was going to get there with with drinks oh yeah i was there yeah you, you were there and someone brought me balloons and like in the middle of the night at some point i accidentally let go of the balloons they brought me i think it was oscar brought me balloons i let go of the balloons and they got caught up in a fan above the the bar and like wrapped around the fan and shut the entire fan off and i think i broke a fan at the at my favorite bar before i left <laughs> los angeles Dude, I got to go back there and just be like, hey, you remember the fan kid? Like, do we remember the fan kid? Yeah, fuck that guy. He broke our only fan. (laughs) (laughs) There's a picture of you. It's like, no fan kid. (laughs) No windows in one fan. What a great bar. Brandon, we had a hell of a week in the NL East, though. I guess we should probably start talking about baseball. What, what, What do you think? Uh, that sounds nice. All right, Brandon. We're pretty much this is going to be like the trade deadline rundown podcast. So that means we're just going to go through all the teams and talk about the trade deadlines, act like we know any of the prospects that were given over in the trades, and mourn the loss of a uh, of some of the nicer players that were shipped off to other divisions. But Brandon, I think we need to we need to let the fans know we're going to be doing Mets. We're going to talk a little Mets, talk a little hobby bias for you. Get into the Marlins parting ways with Marte and requiring Lazardo, who had his first start this uh, as a Marlin today. Um, Get in the Phillies and Braves, who are weirdly buyers at the deadline, our DeGroms of the Week, our 60-second stories, Feast or Famine, upcoming series, and of course, Brandon, feature future fans. But before we get into any of that, the Nationals sold literally everything that wasn't nailed down to their dugout, Brandon. They got rid of Max Scherzer, Trey Turner, Kyle Schwarber, and Brad Hand. And one of the one of like the more 
I mean, I guess with the exception of the Marlins selling out, like when was the last time a team just sold literally anybody that was fun to watch? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I I'm trying to remember like in like mid season. I can't. I mean, honestly, I hate to bring this up, but I think like Marlins in the off season are probably the most uh, okay. memorable, like total fire sales. Yeah, where but- they got rid of every player. But in, I I don't remember like really like. A team that's struggling, and uh, not, they weren't even struggling to like that. They were like seven games back. Yeah, that, which it wasn't is obviously that bad. Like not insurmountable whatsoever. So it was it, it was odd for sure. But I mean, I think with all the money that they owe, because you have to remember that they are uh, Bobby Benying the money with like all of their players. <laughs> so like like Patrick Corbin, I think is owed fifteen yeah, million dude. over the next over five, five years. Five years, right? Is that what it is? Yeah. So it's like. Every contract they signed, so I think they might finally be like, "Hey, we got to relieve some of this money because eventually it's going <laughs> to yeah. hit us really hard." Um, but it was odd, and, and then also like trading Trey Turner didn't make sense. Yeah, like dude. It, uh, they have one more year of control. They have one Soto, I think, for two or three more years of control. Three more years? That I think three right? more years. Yeah, three more years of control. It's like they could have like like they're not a small market team. Obviously, they like did do all these contracts, and obviously, like I said, they. They spread it out over many years, but it's like they could have like tried to put together a team to compete next year. I mean, it seemed like Scherzer was, you know, uh, was probably going to go, and that was probably a smart deal yes. if they felt like they weren't going to com- going to compete this year. But very odd, and it's funny how they. I know we're not an NLS podcast, but it's funny how the antithesis of that was the Colorado Rockies, who were like <laughs> way out of it, and they're like. Nah, we're going to hold on to Trevor's story. Yeah, you know, our only valuable asset. Why would yeah. we trade him? I know his contract expires at the end of the season, and there's no way in hell we're re-signing him. Also, we- okay, we're an NLS podcast for 10 seconds, but also a weird move considering what they did to Arenado. It's like, why would you ever hold on to Trevor's story? Uh, just doesn't make any sense. And w- and then it was like at the very end of the deadline, at like 4 o'clock Eastern time, they're like, yeah, we're not going to sell him. <laughs> yeah, and it's weird. They sold, they they uh, uh, they traded Michael Givens to the Reds, and that's it. They hold on to everyone else. And it's like, what was the thinking? <laughs> no, it doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, I guess they thought that they could get... I think the statement was that they... Because um, they get the comp pick, right, when he signs elsewhere. Yes, um, that sounds about right. So I think their thinking was like, oh, we can get something equally as valuable. Yes. But um, also, like, no, you're not. You can get, like, like top 100 prospect for Trevor Story, I bet. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, especially with, with, like, the rate that everyone was was uh, sold out. I mean, I think... Like take uh, an elite example, like Javi Baez, Mets gave them their first round pick from yeah. from the previous year, and that that was a that's a rental move as well. PCA so, baby, Pete Crow Armstrong, Pete Crow Armstrong, yeah. So um, wild, wild shit with the Nationals. I, I'm I'm very surprised, and it's like, and it seems like they're probably going to be like in the cellar for quite some time. It's going to take a while to to come back from that. I mean, obviously they got decent prospects back for th- for these guys but uh yeah I mean, but yeah should... I, I mean it seems like they're going to be in the cellar for a bit because i mean i don't know how you bounce back from trading um you know uh, like those core pieces yeah so just a just a little rundown for those who may not be officially familiar with officially familiar <laughs> they're unofficially familiar but not officially yeah. familiar <laughs> um the the nats sold scherzer and trey turner to the dodgers and received the Dodgers number one and number two uh, prospects in their in their uh, their farm system. Kieber Ruiz, a catcher and also the 40th overall prospect, according to MLB Pipeline. Uh, and Josiah Gray, who I'm pretty sure started for them tonight and had like a pretty good outing. Um, so Is that then, his major league debut? I don't think so. I think he made his major league debut within the last month. But I don't think but I think uh, obviously this was his first time starting for the Nationals. Um, and then Gerardo or 
Garado Carrillo. <laughs> We're so fucking bad at this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you had one job, Sam, and then Donovan Casey, and both of those immediately are, are top thirty prospects. Gerardo Caprillo. <laughs> <laughs> Not only did I sound uneducated, I sounded about as white as you could possibly pronounce that name. So uh, yeah, two birds, one stone. Um, but but I mean, all of these dudes, all four of these guys, are immediately top thirty prospects for the Nationals, and then the Nationals famously had the worst farm system in baseball. Um, so if you're a Nationals fan. First off, Keeper Ruiz is probably going to be good. Josiah, Josiah Gray is already good as of today. I mean, maybe it's a Jordan Yamamoto thing, but um, he looked good today. And, I mean, you got, you got some return at least. Like, Scherzer being gone makes sense. Trey Turner makes no sense. Like we said on last week's podcast, what are you doing? You have one of the most exciting players in the National League, and you're selling him off. Um, when he still had a year left, yeah. Also, just the Dodgers are the the most – the just the yeah, I hate the Dodgers now. Good job, Dodgers. You're the juggernaut that nobody likes. It's funny how they became the villain. You know what I mean? It's the old, bat, not to talk Batman again, but it's the old <laughs> Batman adage. You either die a hero, you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Wow, good job, Dodgers. And you became the villain. You became the villain. Uh, and they really did because for a while I was like, oh, look at this young, exciting team. And yeah. now we're like, now that everyone's not totally over, everyone's over the Astros. Everyone's like, fuck the Dodgers. You know, like everyone's like <laughs> yeah, so over it now. It's and weird, uh, and it's deserved. And also, what are they doing with like Corey Seager versus Trey Turner? Like, how are they configuring that infield? I really want to talk NL West today. Is what I've <laughs> I know, yeah, for the NL West. Sick of the East. NL West podcast. Um, I think that they will inevitably. I mean, one of them's playing second base. I imagine it's Trey Turner, but I have no. I'm just you know talking out my ass right now. I've got no. I've got no reason to believe that either of them would play one over the other. I'm pretty sure Corey Seager played third base too, so maybe they moved Justin Turner to second. I know he's played second a little bit. Max Muncy well, played second. Maybe that, they moved yeah. Turner over to first, and then Muncy over to second. And you know they're just gonna. They just <laughs> they're so good. It's not fair. And then they still have Pujols. Don't forget they have play, got Pujols from the Angels and like just a monster team. Yeah, I mean the Mets are out here. Playing the Dodgers uh, towards the end of August. Um, I've been debating. I, I'll probably get tickets to at least one game, but also I'm like, ah, do I want? Like, I'm like, I'm not even sure if I want to go because I you feel gotta like go. If Come on, I'm gonna go, but it's like, man, the way the Mets are playing and like against the Dodgers, like I feel like they're gonna get destroyed. I don't know. I mean, they gotta they gotta wake up at yeah, some point before then. Um, it, I you gotta go. The Marlins are coming into town. Um, at the end of the month, at like August thirty mm-hmm. first, and then maybe the first week of September, they play four games in three days, and the the two games, the doubleheader is on a Tuesday. And I was going to call out, a, I was going to call sick, <laughs> call in sick, and go to both games. But my boss, my new, at least my supervisor, the direct guy that I talk to all the time, not not like the boss of the company, but the boss of me, um, is a big <laughs> Yankees fan, and so we've just he knows I'm a big Marlins fan, and I think he's just going to look at the schedule know me as Sam called out sick on the day that the Marlins are in town for a doubleheader. So I, I don't know what I do. I might have to just use a PTO day. I don't know. Uh, do you think that... So he's a Yankees fan. Yes. I guess, you know what? I You can't risk it. I was going to say, he might not know because I don't like... It's not like I know like who the Yankees are playing at all times. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. But... It's possible that, you know, he's walking down the street. He goes, he walks by the, what's the, don't they have like the ESPN zone in Times Square? Times Square. Yeah, I don't know. They got right? a, a Olive Garden is playing the Mets game. Yeah. <laughs> he looks up, he sees it and he goes, Clark. But yeah, so <laughs> I, 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 I'm in a bit of a conundrum, Brandon. I don't know how to solve this, honestly. Uh, if you have any, uh, if you have any, I'll, what I'll probably do is. So I, it's. It's the double header, right? Because it was the one where like Marcus Stroman threw two pitches and then was like, "I'm not th- pitching anymore," and then he like threw the ball 
right? Yes. Into the dugout. Yes. Right? And yes. He, it's like they kept throwing him balls, and he was like, nope, not pitching, right? Not doing and this. He, and I think, like, didn't Corey Dickerson get a single, right? Corey Dickerson did something that, yeah, there was some record. Because I like remember he got a single, and then Craig Mish tweeted, and he's like, hey, when they when they uh, when yeah, this game reconvenes, right. he might be on a different team. Yes, and now he is. And he's but, right. But there's a way that the streak could maintain. I forget what the streak was. It was like a hit streak or a... I don't remember what it was, but I was thinking, Brandon. So we do have, so we have PTO, we have PTO days, and then we have family sick days, and that's like something you can use where if you need to like take care of a loved one who's ill, we have five sick, uh, five sick days. So if you think about it, I am I am taking care of and supporting the most ill family member I have, the Miami Marlins. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's 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 a joke. <laughs> you you got to put in the drum kick. Listen, the drum that, kick. That was a joke. I there. agree. That was a joke. Um, okay, back to the Nationals because once again we've gone completely off the rails. Kyle Schwarber went to the Red Sox, and Brandon, I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, but we were requested to do a Schwarber, but in a Boston accent, which is a little over my head. So I would love. For, I'm going to just pimp you out immediately and tell you to take care of it. I would love time. to do that, and that's the exact impression I wanted to do. No way, okay. really. Yeah, yeah, Listen, yeah. Look at us look at us um, being great co-hosts teeing each other up for the for the success. We're reading <laughs> episode 19 Brandon, we're reading minds at this point. Our chemistry is beyond <laughs> Sam's thinking about the McDonald's across from his <laughs> apartment. Um okay, so so Schwarber, great name. Great name for a Boston fan, right? Agreed. Yes, that's a great name. So I you know, I think when guys when they found out, they were they were probably like, "Dude, did you hear?" Dude, Schwab is going to be on the Red Sox. <laughs> That's pretty good. Schwab. Dude, Schwab is going to hit bombs around the pesky pole. Oh, dude, dude, Schwab is on the Red Sox. <laughs> That's, dude, it's... he's hitting bombs around the pesky pole. Okay, the green wait. monster. Dude, Schwab hit it. Oh, my God. Schwab hit one over the <laughs> green monster. Did you? Pra- How much did you practice this? I didn't. I you didn't. Did? I just. I, okay, listen. I was walking around the street, maybe doing a little, <laughs> doing a little schwaba. You Schwaba. know, maybe do a little bit. But it's like I didn't practice too much. It's in me. I'm know, impressed. Okay? I'm impressed. I have what no- do you like more? Do you like a Midwestern schwaba or do wow. you like schwaba? No, I love the Boston one. You kind of killed the Boston one's more. You kind of killed it. Thank you. I had uh, yeah. back in my improv days, Brandon. Don't want to brag on the podcast about being cool you as love, hell. You love bringing this. Uh, I had one. <laughs> I think you like it. I had one accent that I would do, and it was a French accent. Really? I yeah. can't do that. Uh, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you got to do it. I remember I, it was UCB 101, which was a, just a weird... UCB 101 in LA is the weirdest thing ever because it's like some imp, some improv kids straight out of college, um, some people that are like professionals that want to see what it's like, and then the rest are just really hot people that whose agents told them that they needed to yeah. take improv classes. <laughs> and so it's just like a weird dynamic of people who are like pretty good at it have experience doing it are at least like interested in doing it and then like the hot people that show up six times and then fail the class because they didn't go to the final performance or something. and and you know who those people are day one like oh, when they do dude. attendance and it's like the person is like yeah i've been in la for six years but improv <laughs> kind of scares me it's like okay you know i got it and then the other ones that are like hey i'm zach i uh <laughs> i'm from university of missouri i just got, I graduated there and i did improv for about four years so i'm excited to get started you know yeah. then it's like that guy anybody so. anybody in a flannel you knew is probably going to have some improv experience mm-hmm. in the past that's a great indication <laughs> vans or converse yeah um brandon they also the the they traded Brad Hand to the Blue Jays, and I'm pretty sure Brad. My friend texted me that Brad Hand blew it already on the Blue Jays, which is so funny, so so funny. I mean, this is a little off track, but the Marlins traded two relievers, John Curtis and Yimmy Garcia, and both of them gave up homers in their first relief <laughs> outings. And I'm pretty sure John Curtis for the with the Brewers gave up a grand slam. Yeah, and Andrew Heaney, I think, on the Yankees just imploded in his oh first God, uh, appearance. Oh my God. Um, 
All right, Brandon. So Kyle Schwarber to the Red Sox. The Nationals received Aldo Ramirez, a 20-year-old in rookie ball. His, his uh, ETA is twenty twenty three, and now he's the Nats' 11th overall prospect. I mean, the Nats did do their job. Like, they got... They immediately got six dudes who uh, in their in their trades this week that that slotted into their top thirty prospects. So there's no way they're the worst uh, farm system in baseball anymore. It's funny the uh, that that Nationals trade Schwarber. So Schwarber signed a one year deal. I mean, and obviously he was on fire before he got injured. That's a really good return for him. I their eleventh overall prospect. Obviously rookie ball. You know, who knows? This is ETA is 2023. So you know a lot can happen. But it's like that's a we signed a one year deal. And like he had like a month of like insane production for them, I think that's a great return. But that's a good point you bring up because I know they were Nationals were historically now ranked thirtieth, yeah, for prospects. So that probably was a big factor in in their decision too. It, has it must to be. have been right. It has to be right? because like, they're like, okay, we can't let Scherzer walk and not get anything in return, right? I mean, and they're probably like, oh, we're gonna get a bigger return if we trade Trey Turner now instead yeah. of in his walk here yeah so maybe you know maybe it does make sense that they're like okay we need a retool i mean we lost anthony rendon like he's gone we have like guys like josh harrison and josh bell filling in it's like and they're not going to be there for our next you know playoff run so maybe it, maybe it did make sense on paper it seems insane but maybe to do a you know a quick not a quick reset but to do you know a retooling of their farm system maybe it made sense i think it's also uh i think it's also interesting because it's it's it seemed like approaching the season, they thought that they were going to be competing for the division, right? Like they, they made moves to make them better. Like, uh, got some veteran dudes that could hit that with, that had like the ability to hit home runs and give them the power that they were kind of, uh, missing, especially in their outfield. And I guess first base, um, and then they just sell off. But I think you're right. They they had to retool the farm system. You, if you're the Nationals now, though, lock up Juan Soto now. Don't even, like, tease yourself with the uh, option of trading him at any point in the future, right? Like, you just give him a 10-year deal now. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. Because he's, I mean, he's 22, right? Yeah, I know. This dude is far from his prime. <laughs> he's going to be 27 in five years. I was, I'm going to be honest. I'm giggling because I thought of, like, six jokes to say, he's 22. What is he, Brandon's girlfriend? <laughs> I know that's not... That's not. Oh my god, dude! I wish, (laughs) honestly, I wish Juan Soto was was my. Um, But uh, yeah, so I guess if you're the Nationals, you're probably upset. I should have asked Drew about this. You're you're probably upset, but also, I mean, at least you you retooled your farm system. What else do you want to do, right? Also, this is another part where you and I are really silly, where we start talking about prospects again, like we have any idea who any of these guys are. But if Josiah Gray shoved Brandon, I love that as like a, a verb for good pitching. Shoved, he shoved. How is that? How does that make any sense? Penguins or seabirds? <laughs> so we're both <laughs> right. I don't know. <laughs> I can't believe I, I had to stall for for fucking thirty seconds while you were on. <laughs> I your didn't phone. hear what you're saying. I'm sorry. I had to fi- I had to find out, or else you know people would be on the edge of their seats. Listen, RM was was telling us to make TikToks, and we still might make TikToks to promote the pod but uh our my our tiktoks would just be like us talking about fucking penguin like there'd be no educational baseball talk to add to the to the tiktok universe but you know maybe that's what the people want brandon who are we to say i think they do i think like if we i don't know anything about tiktok i'm not on tiktok but if we had something that was like uh that was like baseball podcasters only talk about penguins (laughs) and then and then it has like that that song that's like whenever you're ready you know that song that was like really popular on tiktok um i don't know wait are you on tiktok more than me no i'm not on tiktok oh brandon how do you know tiktok songs if you're not on, on TikTok? well because you'll see it on the in- they'll go to the instagram hmm. stories hmm you know right what I'm talking about? okay all right 
I don't know what you're talking. I got a weird text right now that my my friend Chris just texted me. Christopher, famous uh, uh, friend of the pod, never been on the pod. Uh, unclear if he listens to the pod, but famous friend of the pod. Um, he just said Baez, but I don't know what Baez did that he's like that he's celebrating. I've got the game on in the well, background. He, it's still three uh, to five. I, don't know. I know he like rolled his ankle there for a while. He rolled his ankle, but I don't know. But I'm pretty sure he just came back. Um, all right, we can, we, we'll ignore <laughs> hey, It looks Chris. like he's on first base right now. Ah, anyway, yeah, Chris what? is throwing off our pod. Christopher, get the get the hell out of here, man. Get out of here. What, you're not a part of this pod. Don't you have work to do, man? Jeez. Also, Brandon, after the... Uh, I mean, this is a great transition. Speaking of Javi Baez, the Mets made a big bang in the trade deadline, too, and acquired uh, Francisco Javi Baez. buddy, <laughs> Javi Baez, uh, which as a Mets fan, I mean, I'm sure you're thrilled, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I was kind of like mixed on it. I, I mean, I thought the bigger, so obviously the Mets have underperformed offensively to historic numbers this year. Weird. Um, Cause they, weird, but yeah. I mean, almost across the board, like they've underperformed. So I guess that's nice. I mean, he has 23, 22, now 23 homers. He hit his first homer in uh, his first or his 23rd homer in his first game as a Met. Add him to the list. But a lot of dudes. But yeah, I mean, line. defensively, I'm very excited for him to be a part of the team. Um, obviously, him and Lindor are buddies. So, um, despite what my dad says, who's not a, a fan of him, um, he's not a fan of, of of the high high K, low on base percentage uh, guys. But you know, I th- think he's a, an exciting player. I think he's good for New York. Um, we'll see. I, I mean, he, dude, I it's frustrating watching the Mets now. Honestly, even in the games they win, they seem to be always one run games, and they have to come from behind, which is exciting when they do like they did in game two against the Reds where they won five, four in extra innings after being down, uh, four to one. But God, I don't know. It's, it's just frustrating. They don't seem like a team that can compete with the Brewers and, and all the teams in the West. You're so. really, are you really worried about that? I mean, DeGrom will be back come September, October. So, I mean, you, if you get into, you won't even get into a wild card. But yeah. But will he, if he has like one more setback, you know, it's like, you can't even like really count on him, you know? Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. I'm like kind of, why am I the Marlins fan defending the Mets? <laughs> but it seems like their offense is going to click. I mean, you have great offensive pieces like Baez, Lindor, Pete Alonso hit a home run today off Lizardo. Like it seems as though you have the ability to, to step JD Davis is back. I mean, Jeff McNeil's not so bad. Dom Smith's out there. You know what I mean? Like, you do have the offensive pieces that you think could, could contribute. Yeah, I mean, that's what we thought all year, right? I mean, they obviously had, like, huge injury issues, and it's like in May, it's funny, it was actually their best record, yeah. which was when all of those players were out, when we had, like, Cameron Mabin in left field. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Um, <laughs> Shouts out but, to yeah, Cameron I mean, Mabin. I don't know. It's just, like, extremely frustrating to watch them. It seems like everything is a fly ball, or there's, they're like, the double play kings. But, I mean... It sort of goes back to like what I was saying last week, where I was like, "Oh, if I spent a week watching the the uh, the California Angels, mm-hmm. as I'm calling them, California, I'm going <laughs> what back are you to doing the calling them the California Angels." Um, if I spent a week watching them, it's like, "Oh, I might feel the same way." So maybe it's just like a team bias. Really, like it, it's so frustrating to watch them because you're so invested in it. Yeah, I feel you. I feel like. also, <sighs> but just I don't like, know. I mean, it's been stressful watching them. It there really hasn't has. really been an opportunity for us to talk about this on the podcast just because the year we started the podcast, the Mets kind of stacked their lineup. But you're you're like the quintessential pessimistic Mets fan. Like you're just always assuming that the that the sky is falling and you can't get too excited because your hopes will be crushed if you ever allow yourself to. Get well, because excited. I think because I've experienced so much, <laughs> we've experienced so much. It just seems like it's always doom and gloom. And like we had a very Metsian thing happen 
with this week with Kumar Rocker too. Yeah, dude, that's weird. Also, like if the billboard's up, you gotta pay the guy. <laughs> if the billboard's up, you gotta. <laughs> Who pay paid the for guy. the billboard? That's my question. <laughs> also, Who yeah, paid for the billboard. We we talked about floating this as a segment, but I didn't write it in the rundown because I'm bad at making rundowns. But the Steve Cohen tweet of the week was: I sent you something silly, and then he just said something insanely like stupid and insensitive and just billionaire brain, broken billionaire brain. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll read it. Oh, you'll read it, Brandon. I'll read it. Because <laughs> uh, it's, it's my screensaver. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can't be a fan of Steve. Also, just like all of the guys and girls that were hyping Steve Cohen being the owner of the Mets, being like, "Hey, there's no way this is going to blow up on our face." He spends lots of money. It's like, no, he still is a broken-brained billionaire who's got access to Twitter. He's gonna he's, say he's, he's gonna still say a billionaire. Shit. Yeah, you just can't trust and, those yeah. guys. Okay, so. More background. Obviously, the Mets did not sign Kumar Rocker, who was their first round pick. I think it was six million dollars slot value. Uh, but, but he was. Sorry, I just want to say everybody on the everybody listening to this podcast knows that already because they saw my viral tweet, Brandon. All right, all right, <laughs> He's tooting his own horn again. Um, but yeah, so um, yeah, so so Steve Cohen. Right after that, obviously, he was getting tons of grief when it came out that Jeff Passan reported. It was like, hey, they're probably not going to sign him. The deadline was was Sunday. Um, And Steve Cohen came out and tweeted, education time. Baseball draft picks are worth up to five times their slot value to clubs. I never shy away from investments that can make me that type of return. Yeah. So the overall consensus, and we obviously don't know the exact details of... The, yeah, of the deadline or the of, the of what transpired. Deadline. I mean, the rumor is obviously that he has some sort of injury. It's not Tommy John. Andy Martino from SNY came out and said, "Hey, it's not Tommy John." Oh, really? Not it's Tommy John. So there's some other injury issue that they're concerned about. So is it um, like that? I'm sure we'll find out. Um, apparently, he uh, Kumar, and I'm not. I don't, don't want to like smear Kumar Rocker whatsoever because <laughs> it's like I feel terribly for him. I know because basically he also. Lost six million dollars and lost his ability to play in professional baseball for an entire year. So, which is an insane rule that Major League Baseball so needs weird. to change. Yeah, too. that's so weird. That's so weird. It's anyway. like you're telling me if it should just be like okay, now there should be like a window where there can be a bidding window. Yeah, right. Like somebody else can like make a bid, and also maybe the Mets get a compensatory pick because of it. But they're but the other teams can. I mean, then it would just end up with the Dodgers and the Yankees getting everybody. But like, uh, there has to be a solution. I- I'll tell you what, Brandon. You and I are not the guys to be the solution. Out, yeah, but there, there has be- to be a solution, and then we leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to don't have us in the conversation, but there needs to be a solution. Yeah, somebody should talk about this, but not us. Yeah, and but um, you know, we obviously don't know what transpired. I know there was historically. I keep saying historically today. I don't know why. Hmm. Like historically, I have so um, many crutch words editing this podcast. I'm just so full of crutch words. So I mean, remember when you called me out for saying your name 14 times an episode? <laughs> <laughs> oh, did, what, did I did I put that in your head? Or are you now sensitive to? I'm always like, uh, so you, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> what's up, buddy? <laughs> uh, I I'm tweeted, sorry, no. I missed the I missed the 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 no Tommy John thing though. I guess that was just the general assumption yeah. on, on Twitter. Was that yeah, so that's apparently. I mean, obviously, we'll find out more information. But this has happened before. I think uh, the Braves in 2014, their first round pick, they also had some injury concerns, um, and the guy ended up pitching. I think in in. Um, uh, one of the Asian leagues, but um, or Mexico or but, something. I know there's been rumors. Yeah, I can't remember exactly yeah. uh, the details on that. So, but the issue is obviously Steve Cohen kind of treating him like an investment, which it is an investment, but also you have to remember they're they're human beings yeah, they're and like people. this is the profession, their life profession. And also he's been and, just sitting there expecting to get a million dollar, like millions of dollar paycheck over the last couple weeks, which is and apparently change. there was a verbal ing- agreement, and then he went to City Field and he had a, some physical or some you know medical professionals were looking at him, and then it sort of stalled from there, and oh there was no no traction or no conversation or no counter offer. 
um, that was thrown his way. So we'll find out a lot more, and it might not be until next year when when he signs with with uh, or gets drafted by another team. But you have to imagine also this might. Uh, we'll see what he does in the next year, but also this might like hurt his his uh, value. Yeah, he might uh, just like value. not be able to get yeah get his bag now because of this because uh, of the reputation that that Steve Cohen and the Mets organization has put out for him. So yeah, I mean you know we'll find out. Obviously, if it's like something like thoracic outlets, you know, uh, and he has to get surgery, and that that's like notoriously horrible for a pitcher. Yes, yes. You know, you know what's worse you, than you know you know what's worse than us trying to find a solution to this is us trying to talk like we're, <laughs> we have any sort of medical experience. To <laughs> thoracic outlet, which you know is very harmful to the shoulder. Famously the bad. Everybody knows it's an awful. The torque <laughs> of the shoulder when you're. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And also both of us who stopped playing baseball in middle school, they're just like, everybody knows that these kind of shoulder injuries are devastating for a career. I think it's elbow though, right? It was elbow. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think they have any info on that now. Yeah. But, um, well, congratulations, Mets. You did it again. <laughs> you can't, you can't we'll get see. It remains to be seen. I'm not trying to defend Steve Cohen whatsoever. Cause I hated his tweet, but like, we'll see what happens because obviously, you know, it still is a business and you don't want to throw away six million dollars if you really think that there's going to be an issue because you know uh, there's plenty of players like the Mets have a pitcher JT Ginn who's in, on in uh, the Brooklyn Cyclones now who they knew needed Tommy John yeah, surgery right? when they drafted him and they yeah. drafted him in the second round but so that's why it's not Tommy John also is because I mean there's a history of, of them those willing to the take that risk. players getting drafted because like I think it's like one in four pitchers will need it. So. Also, I think it's possible uh, for both to be true that Steve Cohen made the right decision and also just handled it absolutely poorly and the language that he used is just uh, inappropriate and unacceptable. So I think both of those things yeah. can be true for the Mets. Anyways, absolutely. moving on, the Marlins, I think, had the weirdest trade. Not the weirdest trade, but the most unexpected trade. A very uh, The fact that they paid Marte's salary. I'm <laughs> jumping the gun. Okay, let me set, a, set the stage a little bit. The Marlins sent Starling Marte, an expiring contract, to the Oakland Athletics, in it in a in trade for what's the word I'm looking for Brandon in in exchange for thank you <laughs> thank you Brandon for helping me in exchange for Jesus Lazardo a former top prospect in all of baseball who's had an above five ERA and his only starts in the majors and was sent back down to AAA also I think broke his finger playing MLB the show does that sound right was that him who did that it was wasn't what? it I think he it broke was his, him I think it was broke his finger playing who broke their finger playing video games I thought it was Jesus Lazardo. Dude, why did the PR team let that get out? That's my question. <laughs> also, Unless he just said it. If I know it, then you definitely know that they should have said anything. Um, but yeah, I think the like I was saying when I when I started leading off the topic, I think the 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 interesting part is that the Marlins agreed to pay like four of four and a half million of Marte's remaining salary, like in order to get the high quality return that they did in Jesus Lazardo, who threw five innings today and allowed three runs, um, and has just some insane stuff with bad command. Um, and I'll take Jeremy Taché's uh, tweet at value and say that his uh, that his his mechanics are a little inconsistent and, and maybe with a little fix on that end that we could see some more consistency out of him. Yeah, he pitched his first game uh, today against the Mets and uh, he looked decent. I mean, he gave him a few runs, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I think obviously he was a he was a top prospect that fell a little bit. Yeah, but I think once again for uh, what's basically a rental for the A's because Marte will sign elsewhere. I mean. Fantastic pickup for the Marlins. See what this guy has. I mean, a lot of these prospects just need a new uh, change of scenery, and and you know he's also closer to home too. So um, I think it, I think it's an exciting pickup for the Marlins. But yeah, weird that the Marlins are picking up salary because that's not us. I guess it's also, it's also like uh, uh, 
turn the page sort of scenario, right? Yeah, I guess it's like true. new regime is in town, right? New regime's in town, willing to spend money. I'm glad to see that any sort of ownership group is willing to do that for the Marlins just because of the history of not doing it previously. Um, and I just, yeah, I mean, the, it's a hometown kid. He grew up, he was talking about in previous interviews going to the 2003 World Series. That's exciting. So he's a Marlins fan. Um, and, and our pitching development team seems to just be top notch at this point. Like where dudes like Cody Poteet and Zach Thompson are out uh, looking like aces. And I think that it means that we have the ability to develop really anybody. And when you have the natural talent that Jesus Lizardo does, you have to assume that that means that we'll be able to turn him into, if not an ace, like a number two, number three guy. Also, it opens up the it opens up the possibilities of trading any of our like prospects that are deeper in the minors right now. Like the Max Myers, Ed, not I don't think we trade Edward Cabrera's, but the Jake Eaters, the Dax Fultons, the Braxton Garretts of the world. You know, I think that those those options that come, that come winter time, I think the Marlins could be very active in the trades and, uh, and and ship one of the prospects out for maybe a center fielder or a catcher. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I know that was like the rumor, right? That uh, Jeremy sort of floated this to us. Yeah, yeah. Like you said that that uh, oh maybe like you know they trade one of these higher profile pitching prospects for a bat because that's what the Marlins need right to compete. So I I think this this Marlins fans should feel good overall about uh about this uh this trade and also probably the winter because I think the Marlins they're going to try to compete next year and they should be able to because Nationals are tanking. Who, Phillies, Braves, and Mets have been who has very average idea? this year. Who has any So it's idea? like, what did you say? I'm saying who has any idea? Nobody knows what the division is going to look like next year, except for the Mets, presumably, right? Are they going to keep Baez? Or? Uh, I, I honestly don't know. The Mets have a lot of questions to, to answer because Stroman, Syndergaard, Baez, um, Conforto are all free agents. Yeah. So they have a, they have a lot of a lot of open open spots on that team. So we'll see. I mean, I'm sure they'll spend money still. I I, I don't think, um, you know, I don't think they'll they'll uh, freeze up that that payroll. This is but, their uh, this is their window is what you're saying. But I also um, I am anticipating the Marlins to be good. But I saw a tweet the other day that made me worried, and it kind of just it wasn't even like a stat or anything. It's just like how many like bottom five teams in one offseason turn into a top 10 team. And I think it's easy to, that maybe we should temper our expectations as Marlins fans that we're going to have that quick of a turnaround. Like I know we have a pretty good farm system. Like we have a top five, top seven par- farm system, farm system. We have a top par- seven chicken farm system. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Cohen would be like, okay, <laughs> I forgot about that. The famous Francisco Lindor chicken farm dinner, the chicken farm. That's incident. so funny. Um, uh, but if I mean I don't even know who I know there was like a uh, an Angels trade that was floated out like a Max Meyer trade that was floated out the Angels like the the options are there but we'll see what happens um, come the winter time and I guess if you're a Marlins fan you just accept what we're doing right now which is rolling out Brian De La Cruz in right field every day and then Jesus Sanchez hey see, you have two months see what you got I mean maybe one of these guys uh, you know aside from Lazardo can Jackson or, or De La Cruz can. No, put something together. So I'm going to do something. I don't think Austin Jackson will do that. I think at best he's a career backup. Um, he's bad. Alex Jackson isn't Austin Jack. Austin Jackson's oh, the old outfielder, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm mixing my guys up. Sorry, Alex Jackson. Also, doesn't Alex Jackson just sound like a country singer? <laughs> like, come on, Alex man. Jackson. Let's go see Alex Jackson. <laughs> well, it's just Alan Jackson you're thinking of. That's true. Also, I'm, I'm, I'm way down there. yonder on the Chattahoochee. <laughs> Karaoke time, Brandon. Um, it gets hotter than a hoochie coochie. I love that. All right, that's in your range like too, that? my guy. That's like right where you yeah. want it to be. The sweet. That's what people say. They're like, you have the Alan Jackson range, and I'm like, please, please, please. I don't want. Um, I don't want attention. They're like, you have the hoochie coochie range, buddy. That's, what, that's right there. Um, all right, we got to get a speed up, Brandon, because we still have a lot of our dumb segments after 
we're done talking about actual baseball stuff. <laughs> idiot segments. <laughs> it's time for idiot segments. <laughs> I don't even need to write the music anymore, Brandon. You're taking my job. Look at you go. Um, the Phillies and Braves were buyers at the deadline. I think the, I mean, we'll get into the Phillies because I know I'm going to, uh, in a second, tag Philly, a couple of Phillies guys as future future fans. Um, so, Phillies, I, I, I will give you a little teaser. I think you made some good trades. But the Braves did a weird thing acquiring four outfielders in the last two weeks with Jock Peterson, uh, Jorge Soler, Eddie Rosario, and then getting back Adam Duvall. Um, I mean, they didn't give up a lot, at least in the Duvall deal. Um, but it's just a strange move to me. I know you lost Acuna for the year, but, like, what are you going to do with four outfielders? Yeah, so they because they had pretty serviceable um... – Outfield help, I thought. I mean, Guillermo Heredia wasn't raking, but he he was doing a, a serviceable job. And then yeah. um, Almonte, pretty service, serviceable as well. I mean, obviously, I think Adam Duvall has done it in Atlanta. Uh, as we know, he's extremely streaky, but I think that was a good pickup. Uh, surprised by Solaire, which I think, out of all qualified batters, I think he was statistically the worst. Yeah, he's like <laughs> offensively. He was, like, he, was like a two, sure, right? he was a 200 batter. Um, also a weird, okay. So a little Solaire story. Ooh, a Solaire story, Brandon. A Solaire story. I, uh, That's I, my favorite type of poem. A Solaire story. <laughs> we got our haikus. We got uh-huh. our, uh, we got our long form. We got our Solaires. Um, Solaires. yeah, you know how little I know about poetry when I'm like, we got our, uh, long form. <laughs> <laughs> That's my second option of poem, um, but I opened up a bunch of baseball cards this last week, as I as I mm-hmm. want to do now. Um, mm-hmm. And in one of the big boxes I got, there's a guaranteed home run card, which is like if you type in this code on tops and you pick a, a date that uh, in an upcoming game that this player in particular home runs, you get you get a special card or you get some sort of prize or something. Um, and I got Jorge Soler. And so I picked like a mid-August game against the Yankees when the Royals are going to be at home against the Yankees. And now he's in the Braves. And I don't know if I get like, do I get a second option? Like, what, what, do I do I email tops? Do I send a complaint? What do I do? Yeah, I say be a squeaky wheel. Be you a know squeak- that? Okay, all right. Be a squeaky wheel. I say you email them. And because uh, it has to be something they've run into before, right? You'd assume so. I bet I bet there was some like fine print that's like, you're out of luck, sucker. Sorry, buddy. This is uh, this is your, you blew it guy. But what are you going to do? Trades happen, loser. <laughs> <laughs> Top, stop being so mean. <laughs> Tops is one guy in a basement with a cigarette. <laughs> Trades happen, idiot. He's also a Marlins fan. Shut up, idiot. <laughs> Shut up, moron. Um, Alex Jackson, Austin Jackson. Who gives a shit? <laughs> uh, but yeah, then they got uh, Rosario, and I mean Duval. I think is the most interesting addition, just because he's obviously was a brave for so long um, and can hit dingers. And I guess Solaire had a couple hits in a in a couple games over the last like yeah his, his first game, I think. Yeah, yeah, so he's like looking half decent out there. Yeah, uh, but I. I mean, yeah, a weird stacked outfield now. I I mean, I did they I know they got rid of Sandoval and then the Indians just immediately dumped Sandoval. I know. I know and it's weird. <laughs> Which I feel bad for him. They have a little panda celebration and, when someone hits a And like a homer, the, you know? the beginning of the season he was very clutch that first month. Do you remember that? He was like hitting walk-offs and was like just like really like leading the Braves to some victories there at the beginning and now he's just yeah. completely recycled. I mean, it makes sense. It if, makes sense. It makes sense for sure. I mean, he. I mean, if he does, if he can't come off the bench and hit a bomb, that's like, what is he that good for? Truly, honestly. yeah. If you can't hit a bomb, well, I was going to say one out of every four times. That's a really high expectation. Yeah. But, uh, sorry, Pablo. That's the that's the standard that we're holding you that's to. That's what we want. That's what we want. And Brandon also, 
The Phillies were buyers as well. The Phillies got Kyle Gibson and Ian Kennedy from the Texas Rangers. I think we all knew Gibby was gone. I don't know if we knew Ian Kennedy was gone, but you know, hey, listen, when you got one, why not take the other? And the Rangers gave up their former top, or the Rangers. The Rangers got the Phillies' former top prospect, Spencer Howard, um, who I know was getting a lot of hype there for a while, but seemed to have not met expectations, which is weird because he looked like a classic Philly, a dude that went to Harvard (laughs) and would want to kick your ass and bully you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he had a career 5.82 ERA. He pitched like somewhere in the mid fifties with innings. But um, yeah, I mean, if you're, you're, I mean, I guess the Rangers are nobody right now. So they obviously they gave away Gallo, not gave away Gallo, but they sold Gallo and they sold uh, Kyle Gibson and Ian Kennedy now. So they got something back for him. Um, But if Mm -hmm. you're a Philly, I mean, I I like that. And also if you're a Phillies fan, I like that because it means that you're not giving up on the season. Like there's a lot of opportunity for some of these teams, like the nationals, for example, who just throw in the towel and accept that this, um, this slog of a division is, uh, is not theirs to grab but the Phillies you know they got they got some they got some good pieces there I, I respect that yeah I what's interesting with the Phillies I, it's funny because if you remember I said at the beginning of the season I was like the Phillies are gonna get a starting pitcher yes at the trade deadline you did um, I didn't know it'd be Kyle Gibson but so did you hear what the Phillies are doing though to like re re uh, vamp their whole uh, rotation in bullpen what getting COVID <laughs> aside from getting COVID, um, aside from being at 40% vax or whatever, um, uh, what if they're less now? What if like they traded <laughs> like Ian Kenny and Colin Gibson? They're like, yeah, we fit in. Or someone, someone was like, can you suck this vaccine out of me? I know. Yeah. <laughs> I was persuaded by my teammates. So you know what? Gregorius with like one kidney is just like, uh, <laughs> they, um, they bring in Dracula to just <laughs> perform, perform vaccine surgery on everybody. Um, but uh, yeah, so there. So Ranger Suarez, who's been closing for the Phillies and, and has been doing a, a, a good job, mm-hmm. they're moving him to the rotation. As are as are they doing with Chase Anderson, who's also been in the bullpen. Yes, and then Ian Kennedy is going to be their closer now. Weird. I mean, I guess yeah. do it. Like, uh, the, well, what's weird is like, how are they going to stretch out these two guys? Also, just like the Phillies did need. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work, but I mean, the Phillies did need bullpen help. Obviously, last season was an atrocity, and this year hasn't been that much better. It hasn't been the the absolute meltdown that that uh, the twenty ninth or twenty twenty was. Twenty twenty. What year are we in, Brandon? How old am I? Um, but twenty thirty two. Sam. <laughs> no, stop. Um, that's not true to the listeners. I'm only twenty nine. Stop. Um, but I mean, uh, Kyle Gibson came out and threw, uh, threw 6.2 innings and had a 2.7 ERA only gave up two runs in 6.2. Um, so if you're, you're a Phillies fan, you love that. Good start to the good start to your Phillies career. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens. I, um, you know, if you're a Phillies and a Braves fan, I would say (laughs) keep the faith. Also, I like, I imagine you being like, if you're a Phillies slash Braves fan, you're you're a fan of both teams. (laughs) What are you sick? (laughs) You're an idiot. (laughs) Um, all right, Brandon, I think we made it through all of our required talking and now we have to go to our dumb little segments, which means it's time for the drama of the week. Idiot segments. <laughs> so you got to say the drama of the week, Brandon. That's part of our new thing. The drama of the week. Okay. All right. There we go. Writing down the, uh, the timestamp. So my editing is a little bit easier because as I revealed to the audience a few weeks ago, I famously would just listen to the entire podcast to edit it instead of making any sort of notes. But Brandon, our DeGrom of the week, I think it's the second time being a DeGrom of the week um, so far as our boy Austin Riley, the real Austin, not Austin Jackson, Austin Riley. Oh, Austin Riley, the other Austin. The other Austin, famously the other Austin. Yeah, he uh, famously the other Austin. He hit five homers in the last seven days, been hitting three eighty five, and it's just like this is this. If you're a Braves fan, this is the season you want to see out of Austin Riley this year. Uh, he's been great defensively so far uh, in his career so far, but he hadn't really had that offensive outbreak. And this year, he's just been clobbering the ball, dude. Really, really crushing it. And you like to see five homers in seven games, like 
My goodness gracious, Brandon. Yeah, he's he's a monster, dude. Honestly, like that. I mean, I love the whole Braves infield. So that's why I think Braves fans keep the faith. You keep know, I think faith. I think that uh, in the words of Billy Joel, keep the faith. <laughs> um, I think I think that that there's a, a window here, especially with the Mets struggling. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I the Braves can mash honestly, and if they're pitching, I mean, if Charlie Morton and Anderson, it's. I feel like I say this every week. I'm like, it's the pitching for the Braves, <laughs> or I just really any do. team, literally any team. We're like, it's if the, the pitching. pitching. <laughs> That's what we're changing the name of the podcast to "If the Pitching." Hmm, I like that. Also, I don't know. We talked about this already. I was going to say we took the parentheses out. Nobody said a damn thing. We're just no saying, one said a thing. Are you even fans of us? You're not paying attention. Yeah, our seven, our seven listeners. Do you even care about us? We changed the name of the podcast. Um, <laughs> what do you think Austin Riley's batting average is on the season and his OPS? Let's play a little guess game. Uh, what his batting average is? Yeah, what on do you the th- season? What do you think his batting average is? I think he's probably batting two eighty nine. Did you cheat, dude? No way. Is that it? No, he's 290. But I mean, that like price oh! is right. Yeah, price dude, is I'm right rules. I'm good it. at this game. I crushed this game. You have This is the second time you've done this, you like little yeah. like psychic freak. What do you think his OPS is? <laughs> his OPS is... Mm-hmm. I think his OPS is, is 976. Okay, you're wrong. It's 895. 976. Oh, that'd be insane. No, he's, idiot. He's, he's got 22 <laughs> homers on the season, 63 RBIs. Yeah, this is just a great, great season. Also, just those baby blues. We love we love our eyeliner boy. We love Austin Riley. <laughs> is he wearing eyeliner? He doesn't really, but he looks like he looks, he looks like, like he does. He's, yeah. he's a pretty boy. Yeah. He was He's definitely like a classic, like, yeah, I'm the quarterback on the football oh, team. For sure. Like He definitely played football. Those, he's definitely a two-sport Those guy, big, would, broad shoulders. Say. Like, you know, that that, that dude definitely. We cr- uh, Wait, do you want Austin Riley to be your boyfriend? No, maybe. maybe. No, we famously said Freddie Freeman was the dad of the podcast last week. So yeah. we can't we can't take that. We can't give that to another brave. That's true. Um, He's our daddy. But yeah, congratulations to our uh, our Degram of the Week, which means, Brandon, it's time for 60 Second Stories. If you're new to the pod and also a big, dumb idiot, that means that Brandon and I are each going to tell a story that is exactly 60 seconds long, any longer, and you'll be cut off and then also allowed to continue your story. Brandon, do you have a 60 Second Story for us this week? I didn't, but you know. <laughs> you <pulled a laughs> but Sam. now that I'm thinking about it, I got one. Okay, all right, you got one. Are you ready to go? Yeah. Hold on, let me get my little yeah, tiny yeah. out. Um, I mean, that's what. Wow, Blake Griffin signed back with the Nets. Oh my God, who would have seen that coming after he started dunking the moment he got back there? Am I right, Brandon? All right, um, and away we go. No basketball. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're eating up your time, buddy. You better start talking. Well, so. Uh, I was thinking recently, we obviously talk about music a lot. The only time I was annoying in a class was in college. I took this class, this English class that was like music, like listening to albums and like writing essays on it. It was the only time I was annoying because I'm a big music fan. So you know how there's always the one kid in the class that's like raising their hand for everything and they know everything. Yes. That was me in that class. So basically they did the the teacher. Her name was Mary. She did a lot of, uh, a, a lot of different, um, you know, albums that we listen to. And a lot of times she would go in class, you'd go. Okay, we're going to do Wilco's Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. Wow, okay. Uh, uh, this week, she was like, who's heard of this album? And I had to be like, I've heard of that album. And I would we'll be see. the only guy in class, and everyone would look at me. It got to a point where everyone would look at me. But I knew it, so yeah. I wasn't going to lie that I didn't know it. <laughs> but like, I was like, and then the only album that people liked was when we did like a uh, a common album because it was hip hop. But I was like, oh. no, let's go back to Bob Dylan, bring it all back home. What the hell, guys? Brandon, Bob Dylan, bring, bring, Bob Dylan bringing it all back home. Okay, hold on. Shut up, alarm. Jesus. Oh, no, I'm blowing it, Brandon. Stop. Um, 
Bob Dylan bringing it all back home famously made my honorable mentions for top five album of all I time. I remember that. I remember that. So we're on the same. But that was we're on the same story. I I never did that. I like my only music class that I took in middle school or high school was a, a class that. Hold on, I got to let a cat in. <laughs> yeah, you Come only on. graduated middle school, so <laughs> shut up. Was a. Uh, <laughs> Was involved um, like a, it was like a sixth grade music class. Like if you just stand in like and give it a presentation to the class, um, was a uh, a sixth grade music class, and the teacher was just obsessed with Michael Jackson and would make us watch like anything Michael Jackson related or like any eighties cultural thing. We watched like The Bodyguard. Um, we watched, uh, which is obviously not a Michael Jackson product, but was a uh, was a Kevin Costner. Speaking of baseball, Brandon. Um, was a Kevin Costner movie and uh, she would just tell us how much she loved Michael Jackson. That was like the extent. We watched The Sound of Music. Like it really wasn't a very good music class. Um, but you know, what are you going to do? It was also... Man, we're going to watch The Doors movie. Oh, you're also reminding me of a time that like it was right when I first started playing guitar. I was like in sixth grade and I had like done all of the uh, elementary stuff and I'd learned... Well, not that power chords aren't elementary, but it was like really starting to play power chords for the first time um, and brought my guitar into class for a uh, um, some sort of presentation in sixth grade and played like a... What's that cream song? Dun, 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 White room? Dun. Yeah. Well, I don't No, I don't yeah. think that's it. Is that it? Oh, uh, come on. You just did. You just. I've been waiting. No. Oh, sunshine of your yeah, love. Sunshine, sunshine of your love. love. Yes. Yeah. Um, and played that for the entire class and just played that one riff and was like, all right, that's all I know. And <laughs> just sat in front of the whole class. Yeah. Just like. You just played that on loop. We're doing it again. So that's that's not even my 60 second story, Brandon. I'm so full of 60 second stories. Though that was more like a 10 second story. All right. Should I team myself up? Yeah, do it. All right, Brandon. You got to do, do, do the famous countdown, though. And uh, wait. Wait. Go. So I was talking to Brandon about this before the podcast started recording. But um, my lovely girlfriend and not fan of the pod <laughs> um, is house-sitting slash cat-sitting um, for a friend of hers, which meant that I was able to, like, I have, we have a lot of roommates in our we're, we're classic uh, New York City apartment situation. We have a lot of roommates. So I was able to go crash with her for a couple nights over the weekend. Um, and we cosplayed having our own apartment, something we can't afford right now. Um, and part of that cosplay was inviting close friends of ours over, um, who were just going to come by, have like, have some drinks. They wanted to show off the cat that Miranda was house sitting because, um, the wife in the, in the relationship wants to get a second cat, but the husband, my dear friend, Nate wants nothing to do with it. So they came over, they were hanging out. We were just having some drinks and they were going, we were going through, uh, old pictures. It was like a Saturday night. We were going through old pictures and they're just like, um, cause we, we've known them for a decade. Um, and we we're going through old pictures and there's like oh look at this look at this and then this picture of me from like seven years came up and i'll admit i looked younger and better but the reaction everybody gave made me feel like i was uh okay my story was (laughs) what is it but they were just like oh my god and i was like okay i know i know i know i'm not a certified hunk right now but also like i didn't age like horribly over the last five years oh my god i know but and it wasn't intentional that's very funny that's the worst i know it like wasn't intentional just like a natural reaction where everybody's like oh i was like Okay, all right, I know. Wow, Sam, you were hot. (laughs) It's crazy how you used to be, but now are not hot. And I'm like, listen, I know I grew out of a a quarantine mustache that never got shaved, but I don't think this is an appropriate reaction to be putting me on blast like this. But um, wow, look at your face! It's so much better than it is now. (laughs) I was clean shaven, and I I know if I were to shave my mustache, I would look like a few years younger, but not worth it. I think you can rock the mustache. Thank you. This is this was a long story for me. Well, that's just because everyone's been texting me, being like, "You got to tell him to keep the mustache." Please. 
these the podcast the podcast listeners are going up by tens. We need to keep yeah. the mustache. Um, but yeah, so that was it. Was a lot of fun though. There's this cat that that uh, that Miranda's babysitting is just like the cutest. And its name, the cutest cat is Tuna. What a great cat! Tuna, name, right? great cat name. Uh, like I think it's short for Petunia, but everybody just calls her Tuna, and it's just oh, what it's a Tuna. It's Tuna. It's Tuna all day. Um, so yeah, that was my sixty second story, Brandon. That means we're moving along to the famous segment that will never have music. Dun, 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 feaster. Feaster. Um, so my feast of the week, Brandon, I'll get started. Unless you want to get started. Do you want to get started? Hey, I'll get started. I'll get Thank started, you. Brandon. What a gentleman. <laughs> I can see um, it. I can my see feast it. of the week, you know what? I'm going out of division because I don't care anymore. You know, I love it. <laughs> Let's see it. I don't care got? anymore. Um, Jonathan India. Do you know Jonathan India from the, the Reds? Reds guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, UF graduate, boo. Um, Florida guy. I know, boo. We're Florida State boys. And you, hate, yeah, you um, hate Pete Alonso for that reason too, right, Brandon? Anyway, so uh, <laughs> Jonathan India. <laughs> um, I loved watching that guy play, man. <laughs> I, I I just loved watching him play. That's all I can no, say. That was he, so earnest and genuine. It was just so funny. I don't know why. That was not what I. He expected. was. I know, but I, I. There's nothing else I can say except I love watching Jonathan India play. That, That's my rhyme. I, listen, for I the love day. it. You're, yeah, you're, it's my rhyme for the day. I had another rhyme. <laughs> oh God, you're the poet, Brandon. No, I love that. I'm also just like it's a long form poet. The true boyhood reaction would just be like, I liked watching him play. I like. That's it. I, I like watching him play. I was like ready for some stats or some like deep detailed yeah. reason. To no, I got nothing. I I mean, he's hitting well, but I like. Him. Hey, that's awesome! I'm glad that you experienced. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you experienced something. Like Good that. job, Brandon. My uh, my feast of the week is somebody that we really haven't talked to or talked to talked to or about much on this podcast, um, which is Bryce Harper. Do you know what Bryce Harper? I mean, I guess you're looking at the rundown right now, so you see the stats that I threw up, uh, cherry pick. But but Bryce Harper's hitting 301 with a 956 OPS. Um, and it's just like not somebody anybody's talking about, but is playing like phenomenal baseball in our division um, and is kind of a sleeper MVP candidate if Tatis is injured and uh, or stays injured and DeGrom is, is uh, continuing to get kind of battered up, like battered up, battered up. <laughs> what am I trying to say? Battered, right? Battered? Battered. Yeah, battered up. Battered Bro, up. What? I know. Why does it sound weird? I know. It sounds. It sounds like we're trying to fry up. He's Jake getting. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So if Degrom and Tatis are just kind of out of it for a little while, you got to wonder if Bryce Harper can sneak. I mean, a three. He's got a. Uh, I, the, it makes me wonder if he's been playing a little bit worse defense because his his, uh, his war according to Baseball Reference is like a two point seven right now, which is great. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like I don't know MVP per, like traditional MVP season stats. But nine fifty six OPS and a three hundred average. That's just phenomenal baseball. It's funny how he's really, even though he, he technically went to not a bigger market, but he went to like a more well-known team when he went yeah, to the you Phillies. Can, I think you can say bigger market. I guess bigger market. He's like fallen by the wayside, I know. right? I mean, it's like you, we've kind of all forgotten about him. I think it's because he's been on every single Phillies team. He's been like a 500, yes. you know, ball, yes. ball club for yes, the most yes, part. Yes. So, um, but yeah, he's still a great player. And he's still like a player that, you know, probably top five, like you might want with like, the game on the line. Yeah, you would assume so at least. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, so that's my uh, that's my feast of the week, Brandon. What you got for famine of the week, my friend? My famine of the week <laughs> is the Kumar Rocker situation. Feel terrible for him. We already talked about it, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I wish him the best, and I hope he does not go to any NLEs team. I hope he goes to Seattle or something. You know, he's going to go um, to like the Phillies and just absolutely. Oh, hundred percent, right? Yeah. It's almost like guaranteed that like he's going to go to. To the Phillies or Nationals. Absolute Mets um, killer. Yeah, that's to be anticipated. Yeah, I, Brandon, I'm, 100%. I'm going to be honest. Uh, I don't really have a famine of the week, so I just thought of one on the top. You went out of division. I'm going to go out of division, back to the division that this podcast is transforming into. I'm just really... I I just don't want to watch this juggernaut of a Dodgers team win the World Series again. Like, you win the World Series last last year, 
and then you add Max Scherzer and Trey Turner to that team, like, that's <laughs> just not fair. Like, people started posting the lineup cards for the Dodgers immediately after the trade or, like, the predicted lineup cards. It's just insane. It's really, insane. really bonkers. So, um, for that reason alone, I'm sorry to any Dodgers fans out there, um, but we're, we hate you now. We famous. The podcast hates you now. Yeah, I mean, I know their starting pitching is, like, kind of thin now with Dustin May's injury yeah. and, uh, and Gonzalez underperforming and Bauer being in jail, but... Um, <laughs> Fingers crossed, but um, one can only hope, Brandon. One, one can, can only, only hope. hope. But uh, but yeah, I mean, they're still, despite that, I mean, they're still an absolute monster. And uh, I hope, the, I hope the Giants can fend them off too. It'll be very funny if that team is in a wild card game. Speaking of which, this is something I wanted to talk about earlier in the pod, but I forgot. But the Mets have like a really weird week or a really weird month coming up where they play us. Um, and then they have to play the Dodgers and the Giants. Like, I don't think it's this. It's this. They play the Dodgers week. and the Giants thirteen games in a row. So, like, you if you're the dot or the if you're the if you're the Dodgers, if you're the Mets, you really gotta hope that you can pull through this month. And like, if you can stay afloat at the top of the division, I feel like that's a really good sign for you. Also, though, if you're any of the other uh, NL East teams, like now's the time to strike, man. Like, who knows how much longer that these guys are gonna be um, are gonna be prone to being the throne taken from them. So. Yeah, you got to. Yeah, I mean, Mets are losing six to three. We're recording on Monday. Mets are losing six to three to your fish. I was just about to say, who they the losing to? The I didn't. I didn't catch that. Who they lose to? Oh, the Lone Depot Marlins. <laughs> <laughs> you, come on, that's mean. You can't call us that. That's bullying, Brandon. You're. Bullying I heard. I heard that Derek Jeter is actually going to add Lone Depot to the jerseys. <laughs> no, you, can't. Uh, you know they're doing that in a. Ooh, a bad strike call there. You know they're doing that in. Uh, or already did that in the NBA. I think we talked about this already. Like they already. Yeah, have I know. The they jerseys. have like the, the the Loves gas station. Yes, logo that's right your favorite on. callback. You love. You're a big OKC Thunder fan. I forgot about that, Brandon. It's just funny because it's a gas station. I don't no, know. It's it like NAS- it's NASCAR esque. It you know. <laughs> it's funny. All right, Brandon. This is. You're coming to your moment of shining. This is the this is Brandon's favorite part of the pod. We uh, we ask him to read off of the list, and he does it so well every time. Brandon, why don't you give us the update? That's all I'm good for. I'm your monkey. I can do impressions, and I can read the series. And Brandon, please stop. No, please stop. That's, you know that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's not true, Brandon. All right, Brandon, why don't you give us the upcoming series in the division this week? Um, the Phillies are in D.C. playing the Nationals, and they'll be playing the Mets at their home. Uh, after the Phillies and Nationals will be in Atlanta playing the Braves. Braves are in St. Louis uh, before they play the Nationals. Uh, Mets, as we know, are in Miami right now. Then they'll be headed to Philly. Um, after the Mets, the Marlins will be going to Colorado and playing Trevor Story, who's still in the Rockies. Yeah, those are the series. What are your favorite series out of that bunch? I mean, Brandon, obviously I'm a little biased. I love to see any Marlins games, but I think the series this week that I'm paying the most attention to is going to be the Phillies versus the Mets. I mean, it's going to be... I mean, the Phillies, I think, are a sleeper favorite for the division if you're looking for some gambling odds. I know they're like plus 500 there for a second. Um, but And I think that that's, those are great odds. I think there's definitely, if there's anybody that's going to strike, I think the Phillies are within uh, within the distance to do so. So I'm going to say Phillies versus Mets because then they go on that run. And, and if the, the Phillies take down the Mets, and then the Dodgers and the, the Giants do as well. I think that's where it gets interesting. Yeah, I, I agree with you, honestly. I mean, there's already some bad blood there with the teams. The Mets have had the upper hand for the most part this season. But, I mean, now's now's the Phillies' time to shine. So we'll see, you know, uh, also what momentum the Mets or Phillies have going into that series because that will play a big factor as well so 
excited for that series, scared for that series. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Let's see what happens. All right, Brandon, we're down to a, uh, our last couple segments here before we get to the podcast reviews, the emails, and the outro. Brandon, it's our new favorite segment, Feature Future Fans, where we call out a couple of people that we think may be interested in the podcast, give them a little shout-out on Twitter, give them a shout-out on the podcast. Hopefully, maybe we'll have them as guests in the future. Who knows? Depends who they are. Um, and uh, yeah, Brandon, do you want to read the first one? Who do we got here? Who's, who's on the list? Yeah, we got our friend Ronald W. Cox. I think we've shouted him out before. Lo- He's a big Marlins fan. Smartest man on Marlins Twitter. That's what I wrote, Sam, honestly. Which I, yeah, that's, I listen, endorse that. The, slim, the pickings are slim with us. <laughs> not a lot of... Not a lot of uh, uh, oh, we got a cat screaming again. Not a lot of options there when it comes to uh, the smartest Marlins fan. I'm certainly not on the list. But yeah, I love talking to Ron. Always giving great... Um, great uh, insight into the Marlins team and the and baseball as a whole and is also willing to like answer my stupid questions which I think is a really great uh really good attribute in anybody let alone a, a Twitter friend you know what I mean I don't answer your questions you know Sam will send me a question I go I'm not answering that question Sam's dealing with a screaming cat right no, now. No, I got rid of screaming so cat. We're going to go. I just asked you, to, <laughs> asked you to vamp for like 10 seconds. I was vamping. <laughs> I'm bad at vamping. I know, Brandon. You're bad at vamping. Also, why don't you give a shout out to this next dude? Actually, no. I'll give a shout out to this next dude. This is Ben Yoel. <laughs> B-E-N underscore Y-O-E-L. Uh, Mets Twitter beat writer. I think it's I think he's former MLB. Um, and he also replied to me, Brandon, this week. I don't know if you know that, but I got a, I had a little tweet going around that says, if you ever think you're going to beat the Marlins or say you have to beat the Marlins, that's when the Marlins show up to win, evidenced, frankly, by the game today um, with a Lewis Brinson Grand Slam, just like we all predicted. Um, and so Mr. Yoel, I feel like I'm butchering this name. Ben, listen, we're on. We reply to each other. We're on first name basis. Ben, I, uh, I I appreciate you entertaining anything I had to say. I only say bad baseball opinions. So big shouts out to you. Thanks for uh, thanks for sticking around. We hope you listen to the pot. We love a Mets fan, and we love we we love uh, Sam pissing off our Mets fans. You know, <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't piss off Mets fans. I did accidentally piss off Braves Twitter doing a thing that I thought was I did it for the Marlins, where I like tagged a bunch of Marlins friends or uh, or fans in the in the reply to my uh, my podcast post, being like, "Hey, check it out. Maybe it's something you like." And the Braves fans were not having it. <laughs> we talked about this in the beginning of the episode, but yeah, they were really not having it. <laughs> Um, well, let's hope we don't piss off Dan Wilson, Dan underscore Wilson four. He's the host of the Locked On Phillies podcast. Yes, that's correct. Yes, um, and and we're. I mean, I don't. know. I'm speaking for both of us, but we're big fans of the Locked On Network as a whole. We had RM Layton on, obviously, host of Locked On Marlins and Locked On Prospects. I'm a big fan of Locked On Dolphins, Locked On Magic. Um, I listened to a, a, a lot of Locked On pods, so I, I, I was doing yeah. some research. And you listen, we listen, Dan. We love a good Dan. You, um, you put locks on your tool shed because you put your horn in there. <laughs> oh, Brandon, that's the best you I had. No, <laughs> I got nothing. Um, but yeah, so uh, Dan underscore Wilson four shouts out to you. We hope you uh, check out the pod. Maybe you like what you hear. Maybe come on sometime. Who's to say? And not after that joke I just made. I <laughs> yeah, yeah, he heard that and he was immediately out. Also, if any of these people make it past the intro of the podcast, you know they're real ones. If they can make yeah, it through, yeah, that's true. The real homies. Yeah, if they can make it through our bullshit in the beginning. Then they're doing good. Which brings us to Bob Wankel CB. He's a Phillies writer for Crossing Broad, which is just a general Philadelphia sports blog. Um, I realized we didn't give a lot of shouts out to Phillies people in the last few weeks, so I thought we'd give some Phillies fans some love. So, Mr. Wankel, um, first off, great last name. Uh, I think that's a lot of fun to say. And uh, Bob Wankel of Crossing Broad. We hope you check it out. Maybe you like. 
like what you hear, maybe you, uh, maybe you let me write uh, write about uh, about the Phillies on Crossing Broad. You never know. An uneducated uh, Marlins. Wow, fan. Sam's given up his Marlins <laughs> fandom, huh? I'll sell out at the drop of a hat, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> That's honestly true. If someone was like, "Hey, do you want to do uh, this Minnesota Twins podcast for us, <laughs> and we'll pay you?" We'd be like, "Fuck yeah!" We'll be like, Byron oh, Buxton. Yeah. What do you know? Twelve dollars, twelve dollars a day. Yeah, sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. You know what? Make it eight. Yes. Listen, we'll bargain with you. Yeah, we bargain yeah. down. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, Brandon. Why don't you give us our last feature, Future Fans? Uh, and uh, at Josh Neighbors. Uh, the host of the Locked On Nationals podcast. I'm sorry, Josh, you might be crying right now, but if you want to hear what the hell's going on in Nationals land, a great resource to check out and listen to. Follow Josh Neighbors. Josh Neighbors underscore. Yeah, that's it, Brandon. So moving on, this is normally where we would we would talk about podcast reviews and go through our emails, but we have neither of them this week. So no reviews, no emails. And you know what, Brandon? I got a little bit of bone to pick, okay? I know that a lot of our friends who don't listen to the pod reviewed the podcast, and we have like 23 reviews. So that means that people that do listen to the podcast every week, non-family, non-friends, but I don't want to give, I'm not going to name names, Billy and Spazzy, but people who maybe, uh, you know, haven't, uh, haven't, haven't written reviews, at least that I know of. Should, wow. Should maybe write, you know, just write some you're pissing off, you're pissing off Braves Twitter, you're pissing off Mets Twitter, and now you're pissing off your own Marlins Twitter. I owe nobody anything, Brandon. Um, all I, listen, I just, uh, mainly for the fact that I just have nothing to read on this. So if you want to leave a five-star review, we will read anything that is left. We've done it before. We'll do it again. And also, if you want to shoot us an email, Brandon, you know our, our email address, right? <laughs> nlfeast at gmail.com oh my god brandon you're giving people the wrong information nlfeastpod at gmail.com uh brandon. you pimp me out all right <laughs> you control the emails i don't you don't let me control the emails i just read the goddamn series <laughs> and i do kyle schwarber impressions that's it uh yeah it's it's nlfeastpod at gmail.com again just like the five-star reviews on apple we'll read anything that goes up there um yeah, Brandon, why don't you plug your Twitter? I'll plug my Twitter. We'll plug the podcast Twitter and all that crap. We'll get out of here. Follow me at Brando Grosso on Twitter. You can see, uh, you know, I tweet a lot of things that have nothing to do with baseball. Sam <laughs> tweets more about baseball. I tweet more about nonsense. But if you want some nonsense in your life, feel free to follow. Listen, when he's right, he's right. You can follow me at NL Feast Sam, N-L-F-E-A-S-T-S-A-M. For anything related to anything, honestly, baseball, Marlins. Uh, I almost tweeted an actual joke today, uh, but I decided not to tweet an actual joke because I, uh, <laughs> I, I got to keep your brand. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Des- I didn't decide if I'm willing to just go full like a uh, dipshit shit poster <laughs> on Twitter or not, or if I'm going to try to stick to exclusive baseball stuff. So I, I, sl- I sat on my good pun. Brandon, Brandon heard the joke though, so maybe I'll bust it out in the off season if I'm feeling crazy. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Sam needs at least one year of workshop to release one joke. <laughs> <laughs> listen, yeah, listen. Stand up was a long grind. <laughs> for me okay um and then make sure that you follow our podcast at nl feast brandon i don't know if you heard we had a viral tweet this week that i made it was a meme the whole world loved it um and yeah that's that's kind of about it brandon you got anything else before we get out of here though kyle schwab is gonna hit absolute bombs (laughs) for the red sox all right bye 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 bye